This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. You know what today is? That is, is that's a loaded question. Technology Thursday. Oh, but more important than that, it's International Donut Day. It means it's International Communist Assumed Room Temperature Day. Uh, Henry Kissinger is no longer with us. And there are some people that I hate to see anybody die. He made it to a hundred, so he he's had plenty of time to to roam the earth. But I was not a fan of Henry Kissinger, nor his, nor his boss Richard Nixon, and he continued to do think tank stuff that I think was adverse to us. So I hope he's in heaven. I really do. I hope he's in a better place. But I'm glad that he's not haunting us anymore. I'm sorry. You're not supposed to speak ill of the dead. I'll stop. That's not speaking ill. I'm speaking ill of communism. But anyway, you know what? He is past rest in peace, Henry. And and then I and then Glenn tells me that the number two man behind the guy from Washington from Omaha, what's his name? The rich guy? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. His number two man died, but he didn't make a hundred, right? He was 99 and 11 months. He was a few days away from 100. Yeah. Okay, now Soros is looking at 200 years, right? Well, yeah, if you drink a lot of children. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they, all, they all must be doing that. <laughs> My mom's pushing 90. Your mom's pushing 100. So there's apparently a way to do it without cheating. Yeah, so. So what do you guys think of Henry Kissinger? Did you, did you like him or did you dislike him? A little both, to be honest. What do you like about him? I can't wait to hear that because you're supposed to speak good of the dead. Okay. Never, well, you know, uh, it's not really true. It doesn't say you have to speak good of the dead. It just said, don't speak ill. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this, that he was a significant advisor to Jared Kushner as he was forming up the Abraham Accords. So that's a huge peace initiative. Says who? Who says who? How do you know that? Well, how do I know what? Did, did, did Henry Kissinger, did he say that? I guess what I'm asking is, did Trump give credit to Henry Kissinger? Trump said, Jared, do this. Jared gave Henry Kissinger the, you know, he relied heavily while he was forming that whole coalition and that whole, um, you know, Abraham Accords idea. His name, his last name is Kushner? Kushner. Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner. Ice cream soda, cold kush kush. Come on, Tarpons, let's push, push, push. Okay, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, His name's Kushner? Kushner, yes. Named after a Cajun meal. Okay. All right, whatever. But uh, he was <laughs> instrumental in Trump's not only campaign, but his administration. Henry Kissinger uh, was. No, no, no. Now listen to me a little bit here. Jared Kushner was. All right. Okay. Listen, listen. I When I said Trump, I didn't know... Kushner's, that's how I tell you how much I've paid attention to Trump's children. 
So Kushner, his that's his last name. He's so he married into the Trump family, and Jesus. Trump delegated to Kushner negotiating a peace accord of some type in the Middle East. And you're telling me that Kushner has said stated publicly that Henry Kissinger was one of his key advisors. Yes. Okay. If that's true, I will give him one mark, a, a, one good check mark. One, I'll, I'll give him a big check mark. But then it all fell apart. So anyway. Good. Well, it hasn't fallen apart, by the way, James. It hasn't fallen apart. Actually, it's been one of the things that's helped keep this whole Middle East thing blowing up worse than it has. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but, you know. The only people who aren't doing it is, you know, Gaza and power and the Hamas. You know, everybody else. That's why they got this ceasefire and the. A lot of the hostages back, to be honest. All right, let, let me say this because this is important. We said it before. I said it before the podcast. I, I was going to be relying on you guys today because I'm hyper focused on a particular project at work, and I knew that I would have the experts here to keep me honest. And you're keeping me honest. I said it off the air. I'll say it on the air. So I did not know that. So the peace accords, it would be worse if it were not for that now. Yes. It's interesting, yes. guys. I did see a headline this morning. I did run through the headlines and read a, read a few articles, but I read through the headlines, and I saw that some there was a terrorist attack by by Hamas in Jerusalem, maybe? Yeah, yeah, sure he did. <laughs> during during the, uh, quote, ceasefire. And they extended the ceasefire day still. Well, I mean, again, it, Dwayne, I don't know if you, if you heard this or not. The, apparently, the ceasefire is based on trading prisoners war prisoners that Israel hold, holds for innocent hostages that Hamas is holding. Correct. Well, that's fine with me because we'll, they're, they're, we can kill them now. You can't kill them if they're in prison. So yeah. we'll trade them and kill them. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. So. Go, go, here's the tunnels we want you in. Uh, you know, <laughs> go in there and then uh, you guys will be fine and then they bury them there. So yeah, yeah. And I've been waiting for him to do the Dwayne plan, pump, pump seawater in them. But that's uh, that's okay. I will, I will, I will say so that. Here, here's why I think you can look at the situation and come to the conclusion that the Abraham Peace Accords actually help put us in a good situation right now. And when I say us, I mean the planet, the world in general. When you look at all the protests going on in the world. The majority of it is in the United States. The morons in our colleges oh, and universities. The Ivy Leagues. They're going more nuts than the rest of the Arab world is. It's true. The Arab world is given a little bit of lip service to, hey, you know, be nice to the Palestinians. Um, but they're not reacting in their countries like we are here with our moron left. Uh, that is so true. That is a very good observation. Yes. yes. And it would have been, you know, even in Iran, you're not saying, you know, uh, even though Iran's not even part of it. Uh, the Middle East is almost, except for maybe a few places, 100% once Iran tamped down to nothing. So, you know, that that's why, you know, maybe there are protests that we're not seeing them, but they're not. They're not breaking through. Glenn, you know good and well that there were protests in Muslim countries. We would be covering it. 
We would, yeah, but I haven't found them. Let's put it that way now. No, I'm saying that the MSNBC and all those guys would have it on there. Oh, yeah, they would. They would because that's part of the narrative. You know, the, but, I, you know, for some reason, the CIA doesn't want us to know it or it isn't happening. I think that's the whole reason that we have all these protests at our college and universities. It's because there isn't any anywhere else they have to make something up. Yeah. Let me tell you something, guys. Higher education committing suicide. Pure and simply. Pure and simply. It's it's committing suicide. Yeah. It's 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 killing itself. It's it's yeah. just ridiculous. And it's pricing itself out of the market and it's pricing itself out of, you know, even any uh I don't know, you know, it's there's been a lot of reports of parents, American parents, picking up the phone and telling their college young adult, get your ass on the next plane. We're going to find you a different university. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I agree. Shake up. There, there's a bunch of Ivy Leagues fixing to be butt lighted. Yep. Yep. And, and don't forget the little Ivies, too. Amherst and those mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, forget his name. He's a big hedge fund guy. He's huge. He's gone. Oh man, he's from Harvard, and he is just—he's pulled all his funding. He's—he's he's asked, uh, and just—he even suggested that the endowment that Harvard has, which that's why they can tell you to go fo. They have all this money in an endowment that they should—the uh, government. Should, well, he didn't say the government. He said someone should seize it or the people who administrate it should say, okay, we're going to stop giving Harvard any money. And he's already stopped. And, uh, you know, he's a billionaire, I believe. And he said, I, I'm encouraging and actively seeking my friends who've given them money to stop. And I will not hire any Harvard graduates. <laughs> well, you know, and, and great crazy is that, um, Kissinger is a political refugee. Was. Jew, Jew, was a Jewish refugee from World War II Nazi Germany, and he has multiple Harvard degrees. Oh, I know a lot about him from the Dixon years, and, and I, I believe he sold us out during that time, but maybe he, maybe he has seen. There are some people that do better in a, in a strictly independent consulting um, role instead of actually being in the government. And when you're in the government, you're constantly worried about misspeaking or whatever. But when you're just a consultant, you maybe you can be a little bit more frank. I don't know. I just know that I have read extensively on the Nixon years. In fact, that was probably when I graduated from high school and decided to become educated. I, I realized it wasn't happening in the college. I was going to have to do it myself. I started reading everything I could on Nixon. At first, it was on Watergate, but then it was on his his rule and and Kissinger was not a good man uh you know he just wasn't now he may have turned out to be one I don't want to be I really don't want to be judged on my 30s I'm embarrassed of how who the person I was in my 30s so I can if you're telling me that as a consultant this refuge refugee from World War II Germany or wherever it was Poland wherever he was has after he was no longer in official capacity, was a good consultant, I will withdraw it completely and say, 
Rest in peace, Mr. Kissinger. That's why I did it was to get the conversation going. You guys convinced me maybe I need to read more about him now. Well, I know that um, Jared in his book, he, he wrote a book about his Trump years and uh, all the turmoil and behind the scenes, uh, as much as I sure he could tell about the deal that they had to work and how hard it was. They had to, uh, Netanyahu was important in part of that as well. But he often would talk to his friend, Bibi, he called him, uh, to to say, look, I'm trying to figure this out. How do I do this? And Kissinger would give him advice. And he said his advice was invaluable in making Abraham. Okay. I, I stand corrected. I don't mind being corrected. That's yeah, how I think I, there's a lot of both good and bad with his body policy over the life uh, of, his, of his involvement. Um, I think anybody that was involved to the degree that would stick his, uh, his, his feet out over his skis like he did is going to make mistakes. And I don't think we're done evaluating the totality of good versus bad that he accomplished. I, I agree. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read on it. You guys have convinced me because I will tell you this. If there's anybody that wants people to forgive me for forgive me, forgive me for the past, it's me. I was not a good man in my 30s. Not now, not criminal or anything. Just not a good person. And I am ashamed of a lot of what I did in my 30s. So I'm glad that Glenn and you don't even try to find out what that was. You just know who I am now. And if he got out of those Nixon, you Nixon was messed up. He was a messed up guy. And who knows? It could have been that. And who was that? Who was the one who said, I'm in charge after Reagan got shot? Hey, he was in there and he said he wasn't a good guy. And so I, I was not impressed with anything that had to do with Nixon. So my, 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 my bias is from not, is from loathing the Nixon years. That guy ran, was, was as bad as any Democrat ever, but he had an R in front of his name and, and people go, well, you know, he really wasn't a bad president. Yes, he was. He was a bad president. He's the one who got, Made his buddy buddy with China. So, yeah, China even so issued it, a statement on Kissinger's death. So, I, I, I'll stand correct. Thank you guys. I, I appreciate the. I appreciate the, the. I will tell you in the 30s, I wouldn't have backed off. That tells you a little bit about what I'm talking about. When when you're wrong, you're wrong. And if, if most of you've convinced me, maybe maybe I need to, to look into it. I will say that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. When these old guys die, like Soros, when is when is Santa Claus going to die? Is he old? He's older. I don't think he's old. I think he's seventy-ish. I don't know, but I, I can't tell you. You know, he's got those uh, children blood in. Now, um, okay, I got to ask this before we get too far from it, but I didn't want to take away from the seriousness of what Dwayne was saying because what Dwayne was saying was profound, at least for me. It was it was an eye opener for both of you, really. But what do you mean, feet out in front of the ski? I've never heard that when, metaphor. When, when, I would when, say head out in front of the skis if you're heading down steep downhill, or or just um, a trailblazer when nobody else is saying things. Just come out and say something that's kind of profound and a, a, a leading statement, a trailblazing statement. It just doesn't make sense to me being. I, I'm not a professional skier or anything, but I ski a lot. I didn't. That just um, hang, you never heard of hanging ten on the surface? I heard of that. Well, that's kind of the same thing. Klaus is 82, by the way. 
Okay, so maybe we won't have to suffer that much longer. Yeah. Out over your skis means you're you're blazing the trail. Okay, you're so in front of the pack, you're ahead of everybody else. A few weeks ago, now this was written in 2012. A few weeks ago, when Barack Obama was called upon to explain whether Joe Biden was officially authorized to endorse gay marriage, the president explained he probably got out a little bit over his skis. I'd never heard that term before, but it makes sense. It makes sense. But if you, to me, to me, feet out, and maybe maybe feet was the where where Dwayne was throwing me. Uh, it, maybe he just meant like your, your head, your because if you know what it is when you when you're going downhill skiing, the more you lean forward. I think the faster you feel like you're going, if you're not going faster, but that's how you get speed. So I guess that's what he was saying was you, you're going to get out in front of your skis, you're going to bust it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or you get too far ahead of the pack and pretty soon you lose them and they're going a different route. So is there anything else we want to talk about on Henry Kissinger? Thank you guys. That was, that was, the, that was a good 18 minutes on Henry Kissinger. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. What if we can move on? I want to ask, do you have anything else you want to say? Well, for one, one of the questionable things was, you know, he, he's what brought us in China to uh, be so codependent. They're dependent upon our market. We're dependent upon their products. Dependent. You know, it, dependent. It, by, that's very, very bad now. But at the time, nobody saw that. As oh, no, 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 no. My dad was angry about it. Angry about it we we and we we crapped all over uh, formosa during that time to me to me the, 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 the defining characteristic of the nixon carter years was crapping on our our allies that's me i just i just that's i i i don't think that was anything good about it giving them some, of course you know i want to tell you something we should there should never have been any trade restrictions with any of these countries that that idea that we're going to just restrict trade with Cuba or restrict trade with China is taking away my freedom. And, and, and I think that the War of 1812 shows very clearly that there are ramifications if you do trade with the enemy, but we're not going to stop you. The ramifications being people won't buy your product, but anyway I, I, I mean I, listen I'm sounding dogmatic I don't mean that I thought, that's where I'm going I'm going to sound like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really not it's just I, I thought that your statement that nobody thought anything of that I will tell you that there was a I remember it distinctly that most conservatives were very against Nixon doing that it became acceptable and fashionable later well, when I say most people didn't think about it. I'm talking about, think about the position that we're actually in right now, like that we realized during COVID. We were so dependent upon them for personal protection products, for basic medicines, to the point to where it's a national security issue. Perhaps, perhaps we talked about that on a pop podcast we did mm-hmm. uh, uh, we back when it was happening. So, so during you the can, Well, if it, if it worked for him, he blazed that trail to opening and opening up a pathway of the interdependency between China and U.S. Interdependency—that's where I guess I'm I'm going to say that you're, you're, you're 
Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going I'm to agree with you. I'm going to agree that we're interdependent right now. Okay, I agree with that. But I don't think that that the government should interfere with that interdependency. They need to get out of it. They just need to get out of it. You hear, you hear Biden almost on a daily basis signaling to them, oh, we're not going to um, de, what is it, decouple. We're not decoupling from China. He says that every stinking day. Well, what does that mean? What is he when he says coupled? How are we coupled with him? Our markets are intertwined. Oh, that's okay. What, what's wrong with that? No, I'm talking about where. Okay, here's government dollars. Oh, our government dollars is a different thing. I'm talking about free enterprise. If I want, if I want somebody to make me a box for a product that I'm going to make, I should be able to buy it in China if I want to. They can make it cheaper. Well, I don't think that any companies are building new plants. Let's put it that way. Well, if they're not because the market isn't there, I'm all for that. I'm all for saying, okay, it's the world has gotten a little shaky. We're going to bring our manufacturing back to the United States, especially our medicines and, and things like that. But you, you know, guys, this shouldn't surprise you that I'm that I'm a free market guy, and and I do not think that there should be any restriction of trade with China. As much as I hate that communist country, well, I hate the communists that run that country. I, I ever China, every person I've ever met from China, I like. I have not met one yet that I don't like. They work hard. They're honest. They seem to be. I, I've never had any problem. We, and we meet up with them because of the, of the university in Charlotte working there. But but man, and and I and I want to debate on this. Don't let me, please don't let me sound like I'm getting grumpy or something or angry. I'm not. I, I'm just all for free market. Well, if it was free, I would be with you. What do you mean by that? Their market. Okay, if a government is heavily subsidizing something so it competes at a different level on the backs of their people. You know, you don't have any company in China that's not the government's, really. Okay, well, well give me an example. Okay. <clears throat> My favorite is TikTok. Oh, no, no, I don't want to get into that because that's not – I want to know a product that's subsidized in China that's hurting us. What do you mean by hurting us? It, all of them. How's that hurting us? It takes markets away from the U.S., brings them to China. And why? Why we? All right, so, so what's going on then? Is you're saying that that China's communist government is subsidizing? Let's say, like, I, I may, give me a product. Okay, televisions, steel. Where we, medicine, steel. All right. Well, let's let's, let's talk about let's talk about steel. During the pandemic, you know. Now I know you think it's fake and all this. So no, 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 no. I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you because I don't want that argument. I want to, I want to stick with something that you're trying that that that, that you're trying to say. That that subsidies by a communist government of of, a, of some type of a product hurts the United States, and I'm asking you how name it name that you're saying steel how is is our steel industry shut down because of that? It did. Okay. Yeah. Why did it shut down? Because we couldn't produce steel as cheap as China was dumping it on the international market. So. All of us consumers benefited by cheap steel from China. Maybe. 
That's Maybe the winners. Term. So the winners there are the consumer. Not really. Who, who, well, then, then why, then why are we buying it? Because it's cheaper. Steel out there, so we the consumer was able to buy that 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 steel cheaper. So our stevedores made money because they had the we had shipping. Then the people who who took that steel and moved it to the United States shore, stevedores made money. I got my steel cheaper, so my cars are cheaper. By whatever I'm building is cheaper because we got the steel cheaper. What you're saying is that you're picking a winner. You want our steel industries to be the winner. So all of us have to be a loser. The stevedores, the consumers, everybody has to be a loser because we have to pay more for our steel to keep our, our, our steel industry alive. You're picking winners and losers, which is socialism. I don't in my, want to pick winners and losers, but I don't want, if you're playing on different levels of fairness or different levels of, uh, all right. Let's put it this way, James. They subsidize their steel industry so much. It, it drives, because of the price, it drives the uh, steel industry out of this country. It, they collapse. Temporarily. I mean, the steel industry has collapsed before. It's not the first time it'll have collapsed. Well, if you go to war with China, now they can produce steel for their Navy and we can't. No, then you open them back up. Birmingham can you open can, back up. Yes. It's a free market. We don't own steel. Our government doesn't own steel factories. As soon as just open them up. as soon as the 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 cheap steel in China dries up, it'll be just like the oil industry. You, the OPEC can't really control the price very long. Oh, no, no, that's not how that large industry works. They can't just spin on a dime and open up. But they will. That we will. You're going to tell me. You're, you're going to tell me that, that that now what you're doing is you're saying it's not it's not a matter of free enterprise. It's a matter of of National security, and I and I'm going to I'm going to tell you that like like the steel industry is so dependent upon resources around it, from human resources all the way to uh, the resources of bringing in the raw materials. Well, all right, but Dwayne, Dwayne, you can't just spin that up on a dime after it's been shut down for a decade. What you well the problem the problem my problem with that having is this is first of all. There's not a shortage of steel here. We're building ships. We're doing all those things. Now, if all of a sudden we go to war with China, we will do like we've always done. We will figure it out. And and I'm not. We we won't immediately run out of steel. Steel. The price of steel will go up a bunch. It would go up a lot if all of a sudden we're not getting cheap steel anymore. It would go up because now we're going to have the government, if we're at war, competing with with individuals for what steel we do have and trust me if the price goes up they can build interstates in days and weeks after 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 volcano i mean excuse me earthquakes they can do the same thing here we've geared up before what i'm getting at is is you're talking about a national security issue i that steel is one i guess that could be considered that i don't think it is one but what you're, but what, what the argument originally was is that it was hurting Americans, and it's not. It's hurting some Americans, but it's benefiting more Americans than it's hurting having cheap steel. That's the point I'm trying to make: is that that it's a free enterprise issue, and and if if a country a country is stupid enough to subsidize their yeah, business, well, I, I, I totally disagree with you. 
you. I respectfully disagree with you. When you have a communist country that has its claws in as many things as China does, it's not a fair marketplace. I, I just disagree whenever you have one side has all these guns pointed at their players and is turning them into little slaves and they're in the ball field playing baseball with you. The two teams don't have the same rules. Well, so well, well, but, no, no, wait a second now. It's, 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 we're going to go back to the, you know what my dad used to tell me is that he, I don't have control over the other person. I only have control over myself. You have to deal with the other person. But my freedom comes from the fact that I have to deal with myself. Our country can't make other people be free. That'll never happen. And we're not going to just trade with people who are free. Well, we're going to trade with them, but we need to be free. And that means if I can get it cheap in China, I should be able, you, you should not as a government be able to tell me, James, you can't buy that steel in China because that's, they got communists over there. No, and I should so be able to. And so if Volkswagens was still made by Jewish um, slave labor, you would, you would say, well, we're benefiting from it because they're cheap automobiles. So everything's fine. Well, the, 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 the issue there, you're, now you're starting to put a moral thing on a person. The person has to decide that for themselves. A government can't decide what's moral and what's not moral, but governments aren't moral. What they do every day is called um, trade. Um, what, uh, what is it? Tariffs. But they shouldn't have them. Why, why should we put tariffs on somebody? All right, so again, they, they have them on us. Why, so? Okay, so you stab me, we, we, we keep stabbing each other? Is that what we're going to do? If Canada says uh, they're going to put $10 per dozen, on eggs coming in, or three hundred dollars on eggs coming in from the U.S., then why can't we say, "Well, fine, we'll we'll do the same thing on you"? All right, so, so let's do it like this. First of all, Katie and I mean Sarah and Charlotte just went to Japan. Now over here, we've got some really nice. We're, I'm driving. We have a nice Japanese built car, but they subsidize all that stuff, so we're getting it fairly cheap. But the Japanese people are riding these little box-looking things, these little matchbox-looking things. They can't afford the cars they're building. The subsidy is killing their economy. Killing their, well, not their economy, it's killing their, their standard of living. If, I, if, I, if, 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 if they want to sell me something cheap, I'm going to send them dollars, and they'll have my dollars. What are they going to do with those dollars? Eat them? What, what's the Japanese doing with those dollars on the subsidized cars they sold us? You're talking about what they're doing with the dollars that we spend that on cars. Get, oh, that we spend on buying? Yeah, they're sub, those cars are subsidized. Well, those Japanese cars that you're buying are not assembled in Japan, for one. Well, I mean, but, but, but they're subsidized. The, the, point I'm making, the point I'm making is it doesn't matter to me why it's cheap. If I can buy it cheap, I should. it's, it's so basic, I don't understand why people fight it. I should be able to buy wherever in the world I can find the product at the best price, period. That's so simple that I have trouble understanding why people don't see that. It doesn't matter if you, find, if, if you subsidize it, fine. I'm going to buy it cheaper from, from you than I will from somebody who's not subsidized. I'm, I'm going to do that, correct? But they've got dollars. They're going to have to spend them somewhere. Where are they going to spend them? People that are playing on a level playing field. So you got a company, company A and company B that are based in the United States, and they have level 
We have the Commerce Code here in the United States, and they're both playing with the level playing field. I can buy it from the company that's cheaper. But whenever you have a country like Communist China and all the things that they do that are completely distorting the free and level marketplace, then I have a problem with trying to equate that to two companies within the U.S. doing the same thing. Or a company here in Great Britain or somewhere in the EU or you know, even South American countries. Those are much more level playing fields than China. China is a completely different ball of wax. Well, I'm, I'm having trouble seeing it, though, Dwayne. From slave labor to ridiculous manipulation of their currency to um, ridiculous rules on their um, intellectual property and the government behind stealing American trade secrets. I, you, you just bundle all that stuff up. I don't want to do any business with China. Then don't. I, 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 no, I'm saying as a government policy, I would make it very difficult for our country to do business with China. Then you don't believe in free enterprise. No, that's not true. I should I be able to. I completely believe in free enterprise. The problem is there's, there's no free in China enterprise. All right, again. You're looking at somebody else and making a judgment. And I'm okay with you doing that. I'm okay with you making that judgment, personal judgment. Governments aren't good at that, but, but, but people are. And if you don't want to buy it because the Uyghurs are building these things, I don't blame you. I don't, go, I don't do business with people that I don't agree with on a lot of things. I don't want to subsidize them. I don't click on certain things on the Internet because I don't want to give them money or give them, give them the, the, the benefit of that. But my point I'm making is, is you got to look at what you have control of. And the United States has control of saying, James, you can go buy anywhere in the world you want to buy. That's your problem. That's your, 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 your privilege because we have a free enterprise country here. and We aren't going to interfere with your trade. And if China is, if I'm willing to deal with China, I'm willing to deal with China. You may not be, but that's fine. But the government has no business interfering in my transaction. And we shouldn't have commercial code either then. We have commercial code in the United States dealing with it, that and you would have you would have contractual laws. We have that's easy, that's been going on forever. That's not a problem. But what what you're really saying is is that, that you want to keep us from tra- trading at all with this evil empire, China. That that's where I have my problem. My problem is is I I know they're not free. All I know is that I'm able to buy some things there cheaper than I can buy them here. And I want to be able to do that. I don't want you or any other government telling me who I can buy from. The, the freedom is on our side. We can't make somebody else free. We can just make ourselves free. And they, they're going to they, bankrupt themselves. That's what they're going to do. They can't keep doing that. So just let them collapse. So look what, you know, when China, when, when Japan was doing all those subsidies on televisions and and things like the electronics, they were subsidizing it. We were sending it over here, dumping it on the United States cheap. So then China, Japan was starting getting all these dollar bills, and they were stacking them up. Well, you got to buy something. You, those dollar bills don't work. They're not, they're, it's not a good way to, to create heat or anything. You don't want to eat them. You have to spend those dollar bills. You know what they did? They vested money in commercial properties in California, drove the price up. It collapsed. The speculators got it back. And so those Free, those free televisions basically went into the hands of speculators in the United States. It's 
leave it free. If the government interferes on their side, eventually it's going to collapse. I don't, I don't consider theft a part of freedom. Theft? So, They're not stealing from me. Oh yeah, they are. No. If they well, if they are, I need to this buyer beware. You see what I'm getting at? I'm I'm I, I this is important to me that people see that we should be able as individuals to to trade with whoever will sell it to us the cheapest and we're happy with it. That's my point. Now, if I have that choice, if there's an American product that's close, I would desire. I I, I have. Then it sounds to me like you're totally against any um, regulation for fruits, seeds, pets coming into our country from other countries. If people want to buy it, they should be allowed to. Should I be able to buy something that hurts third parties? Yeah. All right. So, so if I'm say, okay, I'm going to bring in cyanide laced bananas and sell them, I'm a criminal. What about TikTok? Well, TikTok is something that we talk about quite a bit, and, and I'll go there, but I want to make sure we finish with basic things like bananas and television. As long as, as, long as we're, I'm not injuring a third party, I, my freedom always ends at your nose. That's the old saying that I can't go punch you so in the you're nose. Saying, you're saying um, a third party, the Uyghurs, they're not a third party? You know, that's China's problem. It's not here. I would not allow that to happen here. And so the third party has to exist within the bounds. What what is it that what is it that the Uyghurs are building? iPhones? Uh, oh, I, I don't. I, I'd have to do some research and get back to you. Right. I mean, that's up to you to say I don't want to buy from them because they're they're killing they're they're killing Uyghurs. Maybe they're doing the equivalent of the Volkswagens in China. I don't know. Right. But my point I'm making is that's China's problem, and they're going to have to deal with that evil. Evilness catches up with you. Now, I and I'm totally against. The making Uyghurs the slaves. I, I, the first I found out about them was when we were buying their hair. And, and the United States wouldn't take it. We wouldn't take that hair from Uyghurs. That, you know, I don't think they have the right to do that. I don't think the government has the right to do that. That, that moral compass has to be from the individual. The governments cannot be moral. They don't have the ability to be. They can't be moral. And so I would not personally buy any hair that came from a Uyghur. That's how you put them out of business. I'm not buying, I don't drink, but if I were drinking beer, I wouldn't drink a Bud Light. You put them out of business. And so government can't do that. I can. And so, you know, guys, I, I, I emphasize this to you because I didn't realize every now and then we almost have to have a booster shot, shot on this. And I am a, I am a true libertarian. I believe that my, what I do with my body and what my body produces is none of your business. And if I want to buy from China, it's just none of your business. That's just how I am about it. And this, 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 I, it never works. Never, ever, ever do tariffs work. It just costs money to the consumer. Who is the, who always loses over all these things that we're talking about with tariffs is the consumer. The consumer is who loses some business in Kentucky that builds a television or something that was going to lose it to to Mexico, the consumer is the loser. The stevedore is the loser. The shippers are the loser. The only people that are winner is that one little factory in Kentucky. And I don't like the government picking those winners and losers. That's that's where I am. I'm I am I am very, very pro United States if they leave me alone. 
Well, whenever it comes to intellectual property, we become the loser. Well, we have companies in the United States that have intellectual property, and then China collectively steals that intellectual property, then they erode the entire foundation of our freedoms over here. Well, but if they come sell it over here, if they the, the, the problem more is if they sell it internationally, but not here. If they come sell it here, they get sued. But they, but the, but they can't. But they, I will tell you, the problem is going to be: what do you do if they sell it to Russia, or if they sell it to, to Nicaragua, or some other communist country? That's the problem. And I won't lie; I don't have an answer to that, other than is there some type of international law that you're able to go and, or can you bring them here? I imagine, I imagine we have jurisdiction here on. We probably could sue them here and then take their assets. But that's a whole different thing. I'm going to agree with you on that. I will say that it's that that intellectual property is is a tight it's a tight thing. It's a it's, it's it, it can be abused. It can be abused. But but my my, my I, I will say this that we'll, and I'm ready for you guys to to rip me on on TikTok. But because I do see the dangers of that one. But I'm going to say to you that that I do not believe in tariffs of any kind either coming or going, except for purposes of true revenue. We need to be able to support our military and our, well, we don't need to support the FBI, but we need to support our military. Uh, we need to support um, our military, but we don't need, we don't need tariffs. The tariffs don't work. It's never worked. You're not going to give me, you're not going to give me an example. Not, tariffs is one way of financing the cost of looking at all the products that's coming in from overseas. I, yes, that's what I'm saying. There are some, if it's a true tax to, to fund a purpose, that's different. But a protective tariff has never, ever, ever, ever worked. Never. And it never will work. When Trump, I, I totally disagree with that because Donald Trump proved that there was several tariffs that were completely ridiculous by foreign countries. And when he enacted similar tit-for-tat tariffs, all of a sudden, these foreign assholes decided to sit down and negotiate, and their tariffs were reduced, and we removed ours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think we're going to have to look back at the history on that. I don't think he ever passed any tariffs. He threatened them. That's it. Well, I, I don't see the difference. The, well, the difference is that, that that I don't think he would have done it. I, the the the, no, the he fact had to, he had to have that. I will do it. You know, the ten percent he always often talks about, James, didn't he? All right. Well, let me just say this: it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Say it again, Glenn. I'm sorry. Say it again. Okay. Well, he had to have the the other side had to believe he had at least a ten percent chance of doing. it. Well, I mean, no, no, I know that that, that that was a threat, but my, my, but here's the deal. I don't think I benefited from that. I don't think I benefited at all. I think I hurt from that because it drove the prices of things up. It was air conditioners. And I don't, I, that's the main one. And I, I, I absolutely positively was mad that he was going to do that. I don't want to pick winners and losers. You picked a air conditioning factory here in the United States. 15, 20, 30, I don't know how many people work there. All I know is you drove my cost up for buying air conditioners. And it's not fair. Stop doing that. Let me buy it from wherever I want to buy it. I don't want to buy it from Kentucky if it's more expensive. That's the point. You, you, you hurt the stevedores, too. Don't forget that. You're hurting other workers. 
it, it, you're picking winners and losers when you do that. And I and I I can't emphasize to another. I'm not saying I can want you to agree. What you're gonna do is you're gonna pick up something Soros wrote. I'm just gonna say this that 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 the, the, I promise you George Soros will not be <laughs> in my reference Well, I'm just saying this, my, my, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It 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 ultimately the tariff hurts the country who placed the tariff. It always does. Why is China why can't Japanese afford to buy their own cars? They can't. And that's going to be what you find if you really are looking into it. Look into Milton Friedman and see what he's written on it. Look into into uh, what's his name, the guy that's getting old. Uh, well, the coin, the black guy that just wrote it all. We were reading his book, Soma Soul. Re- read those guys and see what they say about tariffs. See what they say, James. But we just gave you an example of Trump threatening a tariff that got tariffs taken off. Okay, okay, and who did it benefit? Who did that benefit? Who did it benefit? It did not benefit me. It cost me more money to buy an air conditioner. Actually, when he got the other tariff taken off, then it did benefit you. It did? No, what it did, what they did was, what they did was that it, it caused it to where the factory in Kentucky or wherever it was to open back up. That's what it did. It hurt me. It hurt me. It hurt the stevedores. It hurt everybody who was getting to what's going to who was going to ex- import something from Mexico. It hurt all of us. It helped a few people in Kentucky. That's the point. You're picking winners and losers. You're fine with tariffs out other places, right? Terroir. If you want to give me something cheap, fine. If you don't want to buy my product, fine. Because what's going to happen if you take my dollar bills in Mexico? And you won't buy back from me in the United States. What are you going to do with those dollar bills? You have to do something with them. What are you going to do with them? Oh, well, they're not going to buy them from us because tariffs make it so high that, that Mexico can't afford the United States products. So now you've got all these dollar bills from the United States. What are they going to do with them? They're going to use them to produce cocaine and fentanyl. Okay, so then the money comes back here. They, 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 well, they use it. You're making a product there, but the dollar. So, buy the, raw, the, the source ingredients from China, and then China will use them to buy something else. All right, so China, China has the dollars now. What are they going to do with them? They're going to loan them to us. They're going to loan some of our dollars back to us. Oh yeah, they do it all the time. So that's their product. So their product, their product is their product is our own cash. Absolutely. So what do we do with that cash? Back here, we we run up the debt and then that collapses our economy. First of all, first of all, who borrows it? I don't borrow money from China. Who's borrowing from China? 
our federal government yeah. borrows 60 cents on every dollar, don't they? Well, that's because the government's doing things they're not supposed to do. Now, that's not free enterprise. That's that's communism. That's that's big government doing something. I'm all against yeah. big government. Get rid of big government, then then you won't be borrowing dollars back. So so you're talking about a government problem, not a free enterprise. You're, you're talking about a circular argument. No, I'm not. I'm not. There's going to be dollar bills that went to Mexico. Mexico's got to buy something with them or they can't do anything with them. So you're saying that they go to that. I would say they're going to probably go buy bananas from the banana places. They're going to buy stuff from Chile to eat. They're going to they're going to spend those dollars somewhere. And in those dollars, if our federal government doesn't protect these U.S. workers, then they don't get the money from the um, unions in order to get the politicians reelected. <laughs> you, guys, what is Mexico going to do with the dollars? You never told me. Seriously, don't don't be silly. What are they going to do with them? They're going to spend them on something, right? If not the United States, somewhere they're going to buy something somewhere, right? Well, our U.S. dollar is used internationally. All right. And, that, and that's what we're hoping doesn't change. So having U.S. dollars abroad is not a problem. It doesn't mean you got to do business with the U.S. That's right. But the dollars are going to go somewhere. So if they, if they spend them in Chile, Chile's got them now. What's Chile going to do with it? Because as long as it doesn't come back to the United States, we trade it for pieces of paper. It's got to come back. At it, it, some point, those dollars have got to make their way back. Otherwise, we got free stuff. We gave them green paper that they don't use. That's stupid of their part. You know that they're going to spend it back in the United States at some point. So the point is, is the government needs to get out of it. They need to completely get out of trade. Let us just do a thing. If someone else is cheating on the other side, buyer beware. That's it. That's my point. And I think you guys are getting it. So you like the fact that Kissinger opened up China, right? I didn't have any problem opening trade with China. I didn't want to give them favored nation status like they were trying to do. I don't. I don't okay. think. I don't. I what I'm. This is this. This is what. This is what I'll say. If all they did was opened up trade with China, I didn't have a problem with that. Okay. And if there's if there was not more to that, then that was my understanding at the time. I will tell you that I was repeating what my dad said. He said my dad was not against that. There were people that were. I'm going to tell you that if all we're talking about is trading with China. Not talking about TikTok, the, the issues with that. Not talking about the the the, the intellectual property. You, Dwayne raises very good points there. That it, there's got to be ways to enforce that against those Chinese companies that steal from us. Okay, but they've got to. But they, if they're stealing from us and they're selling in the United States, that's easy. We we stop it. But if they're selling it to other countries, we'll have to talk about that. That's that's you know that's. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't have. I, I'll be honest. We don't have an answer to that. To that is most favored nation status. Well, say it again. Okay. We want them. We, they're selling our intellectual property internationally, Russia, whoever. So then we say you can't do that. They say, well, how are you going to stop us? You know what we would like is most favored nation status. Then maybe we'll do something. Well, I don't know what even that means anymore. If that just means we have free trade with them, I'm okay with it. I'll just, I'll even change my opinion on that. That's okay with me. The, 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 the thing is, is if they come, if, if a company comes here and tries to sell it, we could stop it. And we are the biggest consumer. I guess the big, big danger would be them selling it for national defense or stuff, but that's a different thing too. 
All I'm trying to say is, guys, let's just stick with the easy stuff. And then I promise you, I'll get to those harder questions because I would like to hear what you have to say. But as long as you guys understand what I'm getting at is that you're picking winners and losers. Anytime you put a tariff on a product, you're picking a winner and losers. If the if another country does that and it, it's just it, 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 it's hurting them, if we're trading with them, they've got it's only hurting them because ultimately those dollars are going to come back to us. And we're going to they're going to have to buy from us. They have to. They have no choice, even if it's a roundabout through Chile, Argentina, Japan and then back. It's eventually the dollars have got to make it back to us because they can't eat them and it would be stupid to burn them. So so that's my point. If you get that, I could stop. But that but that's why I'm totally against the United States threatening or putting on any tariffs, because I as much as I feel for the people in in Kentucky, I you're hurting me. I don't think it's fair that you hurt me. I don't think it's fair you hurt stevedores, truckers, anybody else. If I can buy it cheaper in Mexico, I should be able to buy it there. That's it. I, I got you there. I totally understand the principle of that. I don't disagree with that principle at all. But before there was income tax, the primary source of revenue for our federal government to operate was based upon tariffs and foreign trade. That's different. I've told you again, we have, if we are doing it for true revenue, revenue purposes, that's a different matter, a totally and completely different matter. I'm talking about protective tariffs. That's a different thing. You have to have income. And it's always, is always an idea of is it, is it property taxes, income taxes, sales taxes, and tariffs on imported goods. But you know, you know. That, 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 that there are some legitimate taxes as much as we don't want to pay them. There's legitimate taxes, one of them being tariffs. I don't know. I don't, I'm not smart enough, nor do I understand the tariffs that are for revenue. I'm talking about protective tariffs. That's what I think is evil. And I think it's evil. I think it's as evil as anything. It's because it's a form of communism. People have to see that. A federal government employee union is about as evil as can be because I think we're all part of the same at being a citizen of the United States. I don't think there should be a union that protects jobs of federal employees. Ronald Reagan handled that really well. I agree with you. Now, look, you guys have been trying to talk to me about TikTok, and I've been putting my hand over my ear going, because because it's it's something that I, I don't understand. I see the evil of it. I don't know how to handle that yet. I don't know because because what Glenn's argument basically is, yes, James, you have the freedom to do what you want to do, but not if you're hurting others. And so it's like saying I'm buy, I'm going to buy a bunch of bananas that are that are laced with fentanyl. I can't come and bring them in the United States and expect to sell that here. That's poison. You're killing people. And Glenn is of the opinion that TikTok is killing people. So I'm turning it off. Is the interface to our young people's minds. It's like selling them fentanyl. And no. No. But think what happened. Cut off your junk. Don't get married. You don't need anybody. Uh, you are entitled to everything you don't get. And you should protest about that. Hamas is good. Think about it. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's something. Something is making these kids do stupid things. No question. But haven't we always done? Of course, you stupid thing used to be you cut your hair funny. Okay, would you be for a government taking children without their parents' knowledge 
brainwashing them and then sticking them back in the uh, world. No. That's what TikTok is. Well, then tell your kid, don't get on TikTok. Okay. Block it. Yeah, if, if, if I had a role in the federal government, it would be a massive campaign telling citizens how dangerous TikTok is. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, of course, I don't want the federal government to do it. It needs to be done privately. Again, I don't think the government, I, I, guys, I can't tell you this enough. I don't think the government is moral. It, it's not. You can't, you can't count on it. You cannot count on it at all. It can't do anything except kill people and break things. That's all it does. So, so, but I, I, but you and Glenn have convinced me that it, that there's no way I'm going to become a TikTok consumer. And I tell everybody who has kids, I would block that. And they, I think they do. I do know that the Catholic and the Baptist churches are, you know, you're, you're hearing a buzz at them. Don't, don't, don't do TikTok. So, so I, I, I think it needs to be done, but I think it needs to be done privately. I don't think the government should be involved. That's my point. I do believe that it needs to be boycotted or not used, not consumed, and definitely if you're letting your child look at it. But I know what you're going to say. A lot of parents aren't very active. I think that's a big problem. I, when, when one day, in fact, I was at a, that, cat, that church from Catholic, the, the RCIA, where you become a, I think it's OCIA now, but they, they were talking about what's the, the, you know, the, the, the problems in, in Ruston, what's the biggest issue, and I would say, neglected kids kids that don't have parents who are involved and you know the people the three on this phone i mean on this podcast right now we've done we've discussed this before we 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 all three had different levels of involvement with our children and all three have been successful with our children because there was some involvement just some more than others i would I, you're, you're 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 much better off with too much than too little but so so the problem with i think that glenn is saying Correct me if I'm wrong, Glenn. I don't put words in your mouth, but if I'm understanding you, you're saying that it's not Dwayne, it's not Glenn, it's not James that's got the problem with TikTok and his kids. It's people who aren't watching their kids. Well, that's that's one side. There is another side to TikTok that's being used for feeding uh, artificial intelligence engine. Not understand. You're 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 above me there. Well, it's a digital vacuum cleaner. And it's sucking up information to feed an AI that could potentially be harmful in other ways to adults, not just kids. Can can you make it concrete? Can you give me an example? I'm not I'm not doubting you. I'm trying to understand. Why it's hard to give examples is because. The world is its oyster. I mean, the sky is the limit. Literally, you can't invent. Us three don't have enough brain power to invent all those harmful things that could come from that kind of a product. Why is it different? All right, all right. So let me let me go back because I will tell you this: that social media, the, wor- the the worst thing I do, and, and you know I do it, is that I have some group text that I do. That's it. I don't have any, I don't do TikTok, I don't do Instagram, I don't do Facebook, X Twitter, I don't do any of that. Now we're going to get into professionally, or I say professionally, with our with our podcast that we do, we're going to get on there because that's a platform for people to, to perhaps see it. But I won't, I don't personally do it. I don't have any desire to do it. So I don't really understand it. All I know is that that when Facebook was first starting to get big, Somebody opened one up for me. Could have been 
one of my kids, whatever, they probably thought it would be good for business. I got on that thing for about two or three days. First of all, I didn't see anything in it that I wanted to see. It, it was okay. I went and found out what my, what my old girlfriends look like now. That was about the most enlightening thing that I had. But then all of a sudden, there was this girl named Bertie Blake who was a year ahead of me in high school. She was taking pictures of her food. And I went, I don't think this is for me. And that was the last thing I saw on Facebook. Yeah, well, the, the world <laughs> has completely changed online since those days. And you're not of the culture, the mindset, and the age where and um, something that an AI, TikTok um, trained AI, would probably um, have target. much success with. You're not targeting then, Yeah, you're, you're not really going to end up being that kind of a target, other than the fact that what if you got a phone call one day that sounded like your daughter in despair in a yeah. very realistic sounding yes, situation. Yes, I got you. There you and go. You were completely tricked into doing something there you that go. ended up financially or illegally harming you, your business, your retirement, whatever, because you were completely fooled into thinking it was really Sarah and this real weird situation come up with her. Boom. I got you. I got you. That's good explanation. I got you. All right. Now, what to do about it is another thing. I, that is a good point. So what you're saying is that, of course, first of all, I really don't understand what TikTok is. There's a guy, a really, really good friend of mine, who sends me every now and then a TikTok video. And the only reason I look at them is I know he's not going to send me something horrible. It's going to be funny. He's a really funny guy, and I appreciate it. But that's it. It doesn't. I you have to take something back to say that TikTok, you're not the target audience. That's not true. Yeah, if if you are somebody that has a short attention span, TikTok is wonderful. Because if you have spare time and you feel like um, while you're sitting waiting for the doctor for 15, 20 minutes. You want something to entertain your mind instead of staring at the stupid walls or looking at all the sickly people in there that you might be catching COVID from. Then you might pull up TikTok and sit there and it's just 10 second video clip, 15 second video clip, five second video clip. And it gets better and better at finding things that are entertaining you to the point to where all of a sudden 15 minutes have passed. You haven't even all right. So, so you're kind of answering. I, I will tell you this, that, that first of all, I've kind of got an agreement with the doctor I go to. I have to go because the government gets involved in my life. I have to go to the doctor every three months. And we kind of got an agreement that he sets that day, that time where I don't have to wait in line. So I don't experience that because I don't like it. But if I do, I'm probably going to read something like Hesiod on marriage in Boatia in the 700 BC. That's probably what I'm going to do. I'm not going to waste my time looking at videos and Glenn knows that I don't look at videos. So I'm not saying it's, that people are bad. I don't, I don't enjoy videos. I don't, Oh, I hardly like any video content. Now, if I'm going to watch a movie where I can, can, I can focus in on the idea that they're trying to develop characters and things like that. Yeah, I can do that. But the five second video or 20 second video doesn't do anything for me. So what I guess, what I, what I guess I just figured out was that it, it that if you if you get on there for that reason, which is reasonable reason, that's a reasonable thing to do. I'm going to sit here and, and have 15 minutes. I might as well look at some funny videos. I get you. What you're telling me is 
that it's going to play another video and it's going to find out after a while what it is you like to see. Is that what you're saying? Okay, sort of like what they're doing with, with YouTube now. If I play Bonnie Rayet's let, Let's Give Them Something to Talk About, it's trying to figure out what kind of music I like because then it's going to set up a, a bunch of... And, and it's also reprogramming your mind to like and dislike certain things I see. as well. You're, you guys are doing a good job today getting it. I get it. Now, so so what do you propose we do about it? Or require a credit card to prove your age for the account. Like porn? Yeah, like grade it, you know? Just like uh, an R-rated movie. You know, we can't let a 15-year-old go get a ticket and watch a movie on his own. But uh, well, you see, guys, what I'm, anytime you say ban, you know that, that gives me, it makes my stomach wad up. So, so anytime you say that, it gets me. Anytime you tell me that you got to, put a credit card that means that somebody's got my credit card information now so i can watch stupid videos what i want to know is why can't we regulate ourselves what why is tiktok different than than drugs or anything else why can't we just regulate it ourselves well we, we've got tiktok company collecting that data and doing things with it so how can we regulate that company and what they do with that data don't go on there how do we regulate um, being addicted to tobacco products? Am I addicted to tobacco products? You would be if you smoked them. Thank you. I'm not addicted to to to, to, to TikTok either, and I'm not addicted to, addicted to Instagram. I'm not addicted to any of those social media things. We, we prevent people from being abused with rules and regulations. And loss. No, we don't no, want, we don't, want un, we don't want unfair. We don't want unfair marketing practices. Why? So we have some rules over that. Why? We shouldn't have them. Not everybody has the same IQ as you and I. Well, perhaps, perhaps, but but freedom. I can't emphasize it enough. It's freedom. You're taking away my freedom, and you have to give me a good reason to take away my freedom. And so, well, so. We, we did take away your freedom with seatbelts. I don't like it. In exchange, in exchange for speed limits over 55. I don't like on it. Federal, on federal roads. I don't like it. I don't I like the seatbelt law. I don't like the speed limit. I don't like the seatbelt law. You know, every now and then, I don't want to wear one. It's my business. Oh, you don't have to wear it. Yeah, you get a ticket. But, you know, the, you know the, 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 the silliness of the government. They have a... A state trooper rides around here in Ruston on a motorcycle, giving people tickets in cars for not wearing seatbelts. Now, how does stupid. He have, does he have a helmet on? Yes, he does. But still, there's that motorcycle. Is He doesn't have a seatbelt on. It's stupid. It's stupid. They don't have the right to tell me to wear a seatbelt. That's, that, that's one of those laws. We're like, no, that's, that's my business. I should not should be. He have, should he have the right to tell you what the speed limit is? You know, speed limits. Speed limits are 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 one of those things where, first of all, it's, it's public roads, and so yes, that's why they can do the seatbelt. So I won't say that they don't have the right to pass a law to say if you're going to ride on our roads, you have to wear a seatbelt. I still think they should not. I want the freedom not to. The problem with speed limits is, is I could drive into a town and not know that there is 
uh, that you're getting ready to go into a very an area with slow cars, and you're going to come in there and do like that guy that was driving 130 miles an hour and hit the hit in a Bentley and hit the customs office and blew up. He was going 130. That's with a speed limit of help there. Not if it was the, if the if the accelerator got stuck. But if he didn't know he was coming up, if there weren't any speed limit signs, he might do that and not know it. So so speed limits can be one of those things. Where, uh, for instance, let's go back. We'll make one easy. Can they say you can't drive on the left side of the road? Yeah, because that makes me freer by me being able to drive on the right side, knowing no one else is going to be coming at me head on in the other direction. I'm actually freer to use that road than if we just said you can drive in any lane you want. All right. So so there are some traffic regulations that are definitely there to make traffic safer for other people as well as yourself. The seatbelt only makes me safer, and that's my business. I'm not hurting you not wearing that seatbelt. Unless you get in a wreck, the seatbelt isn't there, you get shredded through a windshield or whatever, and then we'll say you're even dead. Okay, it's over, right? But somebody's got to go pick up the parts of you and put them in buckets. Oh, I was going to turn them into a projectile going at somebody else's vehicle. Well, well, speed limit, that's a different thing. That trauma stays with that state trooper has to do that. He, t- he chose that job. He's going to be, no matter whether you have seatbelts or not, he's going to be cleaning up cars. That's not, that, that's, that's his job. He doesn't have to do that job. He can do something else. He doesn't have, if, he, if you can't stand blood, don't be, don't be a state trooper. That's, 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 that's that's crazy. He wouldn't have a job if we didn't get some wrecks. So, so no, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to protect that police officer who voluntarily took a job where he has to look at my mangled body. He has the freedom to take that job. He doesn't have to. <laughs> Do I sound like me to you? <laughs> Sounds like no matter what we say, you just have a freedom argument. Exactly. It's it. That's it. It's that easy. That's why it's not hard to predict where I am on a, on, a, on any particular issue. So don't vote, right? Because they're fixed? Well, now, I have the right not to. I have the right <laughs> not to. Going, James. It's like, don't do anything. No, it's no, I have the right not to vote. I have the right not to vote. I do. But I don't see, see where the, the rigging elections is is something that the federal government and the state government must do because we do have elections. We're a democracy. Sort of. And so we should be able to put cocaine in Coca-Cola. Yes. Okay. And if you cause damage, you owe money. If you're lacing... You're free not to use the courts, right? What? Well, am I not free to not show up and that type of thing? Well, you don't. You go to jail. We have laws about not attending court. Okay, but if we don't have government... I didn't say they didn't have government. I didn't say that. I said the government doesn't have a right to tell me to wear a seatbelt. That's a big difference when they don't need government. Okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? What's going to, all right, so how I'm going to analyze every single question. You want to restrict my freedom. As soon as I see that, I'm going to ask you why. And there may be a good reason. You're restricted to driving on the right side of the road. Why? Well, because the other cars coming in the other direction are going to be on the right side as well from their direction. And that way, you don't bump into each other. Oh, that's a good reason to restrict my freedom. I'm good for that. 
But if you tell me, uh, well, TikTok might make your daughter voice, make you give up $100,000 because she thinks that she needs it for a surgery or something. That's a whole other thing. I don't want my restriction freedom. I don't want my freedom restricted for that. No. And I want to be able to get on TikTok. I want the right to get on TikTok. I want the right to smoke a cigarette. I want the right to smoke marijuana. I want the right to take cocaine. I want that right. But I want that. I want to exercise the right to turn those things down. If you had a young adult that died from an overdose of fentanyl, I, I would say poisoned because a, something that they took was laced with fentanyl unknowingly. And they were encouraged because of something on TikTok. I believe you would have a completely different attitude about it. Are people are people loss. dying of fentanyl today? I'm not talking about knowingly buying fentanyl. I'm talking about unknowingly. Oh no, no, no! Then, then, then you, then, then you've committed a crime and you go to jail. There's already, there's already rules against that. Now I should be able to buy it if I want it, but if I don't want it and you sell it to me, then you've committed a crime. Yeah. Well, people are buying marijuana and they think like well it shouldn't be a crime and it's legal in many different ways so just because i buy it on the side over here it's not really a crime and they get it and it's laced with fentanyl and then they die buyer beware buyer beware you buy that from some kid off the street and you don't know where it came from and you put that in your body it's on you it's not on me it's on you it's that's the point but what if I yeah, want to buy? Par- but that parent doesn't see it that way. They see that restricting their freedoms. But parents all, you've not been a parent if you haven't dreaded that phone call, worried about that phone call if something happens to your child. It might be fentanyl. It might be a car wreck. It might be drinking. It might be rape. It might be that they fell off Wiley Tower. You're always worried about something happened to your child. And, uh, and never... Am I happy that that happens? But never am I going to say restrict my freedom because they made a mistake. You ever seen a real true libertarian, have you? Oh, yes. <laughs> like I said, I know Glenn and I've gone round and round with it. And listen, I definitely respect the opinions of others on that. And I do. And I'm not. I'm, I'm very much. Socrates, I'm I'm willing to die drinking a hemlock before I leave the United States. There's no place I want to go. It, Argentina could become that, but then they they just like we could could have an election the next day and they're right back to communism. But but I'm all for I love I love my state. I love Louisiana. I love the United States. I love where I live. I, I think we live in one of some of the most beautiful country in the world. People that don't understand how pretty North Louisiana is don't don't pay attention. And and so I'm not telling you I'm leaving the country. I'm not telling you, Glenn, that I'm not going to vote because they're cheating. I am saying and if, if you ask me what laws should we have, I'm going to ask you, why are you restricting my freedom? And you got to give me a dang good reason. And it can't be somebody's to protect somebody else from themselves. I don't I'm, I'm not going to restrict my freedom because you can't control yourself. That's my point. I, I, I don't. I don't go to TikTok because I've heard all of that. Besides that, it's boring to me. But I want it, I want the right to do it. I want the right. James, that's very different from the rest of the country, the rest of humans. Uh, most humans are vision. That's at least 70%. Okay, well, that's fine. So why would you take away their freedom, Glenn? If it's connected. It's 
themselves in a way that's harmful. Well, then they could. I'm protecting their freedom because this interface takes it away. Well, you know, there was a there was a cartoon that was was causing kids in Japan back in I think it was eighties, nineties. There was a cartoon that was creating some type of seizures in these children, and they, the company that was making them got sued and stopped doing it. So, if you're doing something that's harming somebody, the cause of action is with that person who got hurt. Not you can't take away from me because you're abusing it or because it's hurting you. But if it's if it's hurting somebody, let it. They need to let the court take care of it. File suit against them. But, but if it crosses all the way to the point that it can become a weapon against the society, you don't think that there's the justification for a government to step in and help do something about it? All right, that's the part that I told you. Yes, I agree with you. There's an issue if it truly is an attack on our country. No different than, no different in what it would be a. If you were if you were hypnotizing the people to go out and kill others, let's just say let's make it ridiculous. Let's say that TikTok could be manipulated to cause Glenn to go out and shoot anybody wearing a red cap. That that is is definitely a crime against. Not just Glenn, but third parties. And so that is that national security? I don't know. I do know that that cause of action would exist in court, so and you could sue them, and it would be like Napster. Pretty soon, they'd be out of business. You can't steal intellectual property. Napster's gone. And if you're causing Glenn to go out and shoot people with red caps, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it as a business. We're gonna shut you down. But I had freedom to go out and not shoot people with red caps, right? Well, you know, you were on a product that caused you to do it. Now, it's all hypothetically, guys. Glenn, does, uh, uh, Glenn hasn't done this. I'm not going to do this, by the way. Full disclosure. Yeah, I hate well, using someone's name. Is it like, but, 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 but if these shootings are up, you have more suicide. I'm not sure that's necessarily because of TikTok. That's but your problem. You do have this movement that we've never had before. Of I'm trans, which is going after is basically taking mentally ill people and convincing them they're the other gender. Then you have don't get married because it's not worth it. That's all over TikTok. You have Hamas is good. That's all over TikTok. And, and they have an algorithm that says go hot. How pro- how much so of a- I can push this and I can make Hamas trend. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna accept everything you said is true. I'm gonna, even though I don't know that we can prove that. I'm gonna say this: it's very possible, and I'm gonna accept it as true for this argument that TikTok makes people changes their attitude towards things that are not what we would consider. Yeah, let's let's say it's like the Chinese version of the CIA psyops, a button that they could push that would cause. Double-fold upheaval and turmoil and riots and whatnot. Okay, that's... Compared to who would normally come out, it would double. So okay. if 10,000 so, people would join George Floyd riot, it would make double the number of people. Okay, so let me say this. I want to talk about yours because that's where I thought we were going to try to go, but I want to address Glenn. Again, anything that somebody does 
because they watch TikTok is on them if they just do it to themselves. So if they cut off their penis, sorry, buddy, shouldn't have been watching TikTok. I, same thing I'm going to say with George Floyd killing himself on fentanyl. Sorry, George, you shouldn't have gotten there. You shouldn't have gone there. That's your problem. I, I don't, I, I, that's, that's their problem. Now, the second you start telling me that it could cause an overrunning of our government by making zombies out of these people, I will do what Simon says, like in the underdog cartoon. I, 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 I get you. I get you. That at that point becomes some sort of hypnotism. Then we're talking about the Manchurian candidate. That's the part that I go, I, if you can prove to me that is a true risk that is of national security, that they are able to do that, then, then you've got a point that it is a national security, not a personal issue. But that's, that's, that's a pretty big burden to make, that, to reach in my mind. A very big burden for you to take that and say, okay. It's, what, if, it's, what if the FBI has already figured out how to create a honeypot scenario to um, gather that intelligence and watch it actually happen where they have a controlled experiment where people are not subjected to TikTok because they have a mysterious outage of TikTok in that region of the country that should act the same way and then another area of the country that does have TikTok and that they see um, the foreign influence that's causing the social upheaval. So what, what, if, what if this whole pro-Palestinian protest thing had a controlled experiment like that and the FBI now has the proofs that they needed that TikTok is dangerous and is being manipulated by a foreign country for psyops events to cause unrest in our country and it's doubling the effect. I would say that that you're you, that this is typical law school type of a question where you're you're getting closer and closer to the gray area of whether it's there. I would I want to say this as a as a footnote that it's more likely the FBI would be using TikTok instead of worried about foreign influence. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you have. Here's the thing: you've got me where I'm looking for it now, but you have not convinced me that it's a, that this is a national security issue. You've convinced me that it is a it is a moral issue. You've convinced me that it's a personal issue, but you haven't convinced me that it's any more dangerous to the government to the, to our to our to our country than fentanyl is. And I don't want to I don't want to outlaw fentanyl. There may be, there's got to be some use of fentanyl. There's got to be some use that we need it for. So it's used in surgery okay. every day. So, you know, I don't want them to tell me I can or can't take Vyvanse. I don't want them to tell me I can or can take fentanyl. It's, it's my problem. I, you know, I, I don't want to kill, I don't want, what if I want to kill myself? I don't want to do it with Babo. Well, if fentanyl is as dangerous as nuclear material, then could say the public doesn't have the right to have it. That's the mass. That's concentrated. It's too concentrated. It's too dangerous. That 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 mass that mass massive damage that could be done by we we had that discussion too. Believe it or not, Jim has taken the position that that should rarely be be even be regulated. 
the 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 fact of the matter is is that I that I do believe that something that can kill that many people doesn't belong in the hands of everybody. All right, fentanyl on the other hand can't kill me unless they do something illegally with it. That's the same as a gun. I don't want you to take away guns because you can shoot people with them. I want my gun, and I don't want you to decide that I can't have my gun. And guns are as dangerous. As a as a, a lethal Ebola, let's say, then the federal government has every reason to have that under regulation and control. Have what under regulation? Just don't have the right. Uh, the individual doesn't have the right to have fentanyl because why? it's too concentrated. It's too concentrated. You could accidentally have a little bit somewhere on a rail handle, and now you've killed ten people that's touched it. Then you're in and trouble. You don't even know why? The reason you won't, it's there now. It's there now. People have fentanyl. It's not, you You regulate it. It doesn't stop it. It doesn't stop it at all. People are getting it right now. And if I get it from, if I die from it, you're going to jail. It's, you can't stop that. You can't stop people bringing it in. They're going to do it. They are absolutely going to do it. I would rather buy or beware on it. I'm not, I'm not taking it. And if you give it to me, you're going to jail. I'm going to die. With it in this country, you're going to prison for life. Why? Because it's a deadly substance that can mass kill people. It, it, so is a gun. No. No, this is way more concentrated than a gun. I, I've, I've shot things with guns. and they. If, I could have an amount that can fit in a loaf of bread, and I can literally wipe out Dallas. I can put a gun in a loaf of bread. You can't wipe out all of Dallas. Well, but you know, well, there's, there's, if you, if you, all right. So what you're trying, you're, what you're trying to say is that's like having an atomic bomb. You know, the answer, the, the thing about it is that that's a criminal, and I, you'd have to give me more evidence than that that this, that this weapon so is. There's no bona fide reason for somebody to have over a certain amount. Well, if they want to get high, huh? what if they want to get high? to get high is less than a drop. Right. So that's a good bargain. If I'm wanting to get high, that's a good way to do it because it costs a little. You get you get, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Fentanyl is something like, what, 90 times more potent than what, what's the uh, synthetic that it is of? What? Let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. I know I'm losing. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm fighting a losing battle. I know that. I absolutely know that that I'm losing a battle on this, that people are going to say you got to regulate it. All I'm telling you is it's not working. It never does. It's just keeping it in the hands of criminals. That's all it's doing. It's all it's doing. But you know what? I know we're not going to make it legal. I know that. We're not going to make cocaine legal. We're not going to make meth legal. It's not happening. They've tried it a few places and give up on it immediately. I'm just telling you in a perfect world in my book, if you bring in fentanyl and you kill somebody, you go into jail. That's it. But I mean, they, same thing with the weapon, same thing with anything else. But, I, you know, if you're telling me that I can drop it into the drinking water in Dallas and kill the whole city, that's that's pretty that's pretty bad. You can have a baseball size of fentanyl and it'll kill San Francisco. OK, I, I get it. I get it. I get your side. I, I, and, and I know we're not going to read and we're not going to we're not going to legalize it. I, I know that. I just let you know how hard how harsh I am. Well, it is legal, James. You know it's legal. Right? You know it's legal for me to have Vyvanse too, but it's not legal for me to get it from you. Right. That's ridiculous. 
if you if the if the, if the pharmacy's closed here and you have some five ants, would you sell me five? You and I've committed a felony. Right. That's stupid. Just absolutely asinine, un American. What's that? If I take CBD oil for, let's say, pain or whatever, which is a derivative of uh, marijuana, which is legal, by the way, in most states. However, if I own a gun, it's a felony. I'm, I get it. I, 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 my point is, I, look, look, let me just say, this. let me wrap it up this way. I absolutely agree with you that, that, that fentanyl is a very, very bad thing, and we need to stop, stop it. But I don't think you're going to do it by passing laws. It never, nothing, nothing like that ever works. Anytime you put a war on something, it only gets worse. The government can't stop things. All they do is kill people and break things. So, so a government trying to control fentanyl is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. But I know I'm on, just like the minimum wage. I think it's stupid to have minimum wage. It's not happening. We're not getting rid of it. I just, I just what acts as a deterrent to criminal? I, I, nothing. No, actually, the fear of getting caught is a deterrent to criminals. That's been proven. It, it's a deterrent to people like me, but it's not, not those, not the criminals. No, they, they, no, they keep thinking they're going to. Fear of getting caught. I don't think they do. I've worked in that system. They don't like getting I, caught. I, I've seen, I've seen the, the studies on that, and criminals do have a fear of getting caught. And it does act as a deterrent. <laughs> All I know is go 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 any Tuesday, first of the first three weeks of two, any Tuesday of the first three weeks of the month, and go on an afternoon and see how many people are being deterred. And it doesn't look like many. You know, it's full. It's just full. Uh, I, I, you know, here's the thing, guys. Again, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll summarize it. I really do realize that that I, that my per, that my my libertarianism is very, very open. I want, I want the chaos that comes with having that freedom. I absolutely know that it's not going to happen. I'm not stupid. We're not going to, we're not going to legalize fentanyl. We're not going to legalize everybody having an atomic bomb. That's not happening. Okay, so I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you that some people are going, I'm, I have been deterred from committing crimes before because I don't want to get caught. I wanted to do the crime, I, you know, break someone's arm or something. But I, but, but I was deterred because I will go to jail. And now I'm older, you know, a lot of those urges are gone. So I'm not going to say that they, they don't, that that's, I'm not stupid enough to think that people aren't deterred because they don't want to go to jail the rest of their life. So that's that. But I am going to say that any time that you tell me that I can't watch TikTok, that you say ban it, that's a word that, that I'm, my ears are going to perk up and I'm going to say, why? And you've given me some potential reasons, but you haven't given me enough reasons to say that if I'm going to the doctor tomorrow and I have 15 minutes and I want to watch videos, that you have the right to take that away from me. I don't think you do. So, you know, is it bad? I think so. I think cigarette smoking is bad, too. But I'm not even close to saying we're going to ban cigarettes. That's just it. Guys, you guys challenged me on it. I can tell you that. I haven't had to defend libertarianism, libertarianism like this in a long, long time. <laughs> and, I, and I know that nobody was persuaded. But I did. I will say this. Here's what I learned from you guys today. Henry Kissinger might have been a good man after all that I that he his association with Richard Nixon poisoned me 
All right, that's the first one. The second one was that I did not know that fentanyl was that dangerous. I didn't know that you could kill that many people with it. So you made me think about it. TikTok, if they can make Manchurian candidate situations, then then it could be a national security. And at that point, I would say it's possible that you could say you can't do that because they're hypnotized you. Would they find some other way? Are they going to are they going to limit it to that? Is Insta is, is is Instagram the same way? Can you can they manipulate people there? Well, yeah. Then 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 what do you but propose? Instagram's an American company. Well, there is a difference, James. That's the that's the issue. An American company, like you said, is in the system where it can be sued. All those things can happen to it, and so it's out of existence. But a Chinese company can't. How do they? How does? How does? Is it, they have advertising on that or what? I don't even know how it works. Instagram. Oh God, yes. No, no, no. You know what? No, no. Is what, it, go what's ahead. interesting is China does not permit TikTok in their country. That's funny. So how does they TikTok have, make money? They have a version of TikTok that is allowed in China, but it's completely the opposite. It's moral and peaceful and good things that children are doing. My question is, is how does how does TikTok make money? That's a good question. It's a good question because it's really not. That's why it's so suspect, James. Think about it for a minute. There's no ads. No ads on it. They're advocating certain things. The Chinese government is propping that sucker sucker up. And speculation and its stock price. That's what's keeping it because it has a lot of eyeballs on it. It's how it makes money. Well, you at least got me listening. I, I, you know, you haven't convinced me yet, but yeah, I could be convinced. I'm, I, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying I'm not convinced yet. But at least I do see the issue. The issue is that somebody is sticking something out there on the internet that's going to Americans. They're not even trying to make money on it. It's straight up ability to to affect public opinion, elections, how your attitude about vaccines and and viruses, elections, all of these things are being influenced by somebody directly and not even trying to make money on it. They're just out there trying to influence. That's what you're saying. It's a holy communist country that's doing it. And an, and an enemy. All right. To destroy this, by the way. Can we throw TikTok off a helicopter? I wish. <laughs> so, so I guess the last question I would say is, People are out there looking. They're they're, they're empty. I, I, they're, they don't have PJ's coffee. That's where I think That's the true. whole trouble is. I mean, a lot of this would go away if you know people would just go hot and drink more PJ's coffee because uh, they'd have clarity and they'd understand how this is working against our ideals and the American dream. And then they would also bring about commerce and they would have the freedom they need to think through all these issues. In fact, James, I bet if you went to the hot PJs and thought about this, you might agree with me. <laughs> PJ's coffee is completely at odds with with the way that things are done at TikTok. Absolutely. Look, guys, Absolutely. let me say this. Thank you, Glenn. Let me, tell, let me say both of you this. Whether or not you know it, I appreciate the pushback today a lot. I really do. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you guys are both very smart and that you disagree with me anyway. I, I do. And, and I hope that you'll, you know that it's just 
I, I, you know, you're, you're talking about something near, very near and dear to me, and that is freedom. And you guys listened to me, and you, 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 stay, you stood your ground, and that means everything to me. It really does. That means if, if I ever convince you, I wish you would admit that too, but I, I know I didn't convince you on any of this stuff. But I, it, to me, it made for good podcast, and it made it good for good mental exercise. And, you know, you could convince me on, on the fentanyl and the, and the TikTok, but keep working on me. All right, tomorrow we're gonna. Are we gonna talk about? Are we gonna have Conspiracy Friday? Are we gonna talk about that? What is it called, Pat Man? Have you looked at those yet? Uh, okay, we're talking about the FBI had a uh, basically a way to spy on Muslims. Let's put it that way. And then they never really wanted to spy on Muslims. They wanted to get into the Catholic Church. Yeah, that one. There's a name for it, Pat. Pat Con or something like that. It yeah, was, they've, they've got so many dang names. I, I can't keep track of them all. Yeah, it's in one of the articles I sent you. If, if, if I didn't send it, are, are you in the Conspiracy Friday group, Dwayne? Yes. I would I, I read those articles. I would I'd like to talk about that tomorrow because basically what, what, what Glenn is saying is what my theory is that that's what's going on in there. Are out. There's conspiracy theories out there, so it fits Conspiracy Friday. But it, it appears to me that what happened was just what he said after the 9-11 and other, you know, terrorist type attacks from militant Muslims, they cre- they created FBI, did a special unit that went out and would infiltrate supposedly those groups to find out which ones were peaceful and which ones were not, but they never got anybody using it, but they since then have started moving to domestic terrorism, saying that we're going after the Catholic Church and seeing who in there is militant, and there was an arrest recently made of a young 16-year-old from that type of of behavior by the FBI, they had to re- had to release them. But it, I think it was also used I, after I sent that stuff to you. I saw that it was used in the Michigan governor's supposed kidnap. That was that same unit, same group. That's what I want to talk about tomorrow, if we could. Okay. All right. Well, this podcast went over thirty minutes past what we were supposed to, but I had fun with it. Thank you guys so much, and we will be back tomorrow. Bye bye. Give me peace, liberty, or death, right? That's it. There you go. Bye-bye.